You're listening to audio from Highland Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. To find out more about Highland, go to www.hbcwaco.org. Amen. You can be seated. Jessica has already alluded to the fact that today is a little different day for us here at Highland. It's the start of a busy season for all of us in this house. I don't know if you've done the calculation I did for you this week. In the next 42 days, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's Day. You're probably going to travel, maybe a lot, maybe a little. You'll probably host some people, maybe a lot of people, maybe a few people. Uh, we're about to enter into that 42-day tension of, of family and all that goes with that. Um, family tensions, maybe, maybe some nostalgia coming up. Maybe you're going to grieve someone um, that's not at the table. Uh, maybe you're going to grieve that someone is at the table You know, this, this year for, for Thanksgiving or for Christmas. Um, all kinds of feelings kind of go along with this, this holiday season. Probably the number one feeling is, is rushed. Like just moving quickly through this time. In fact, some people kind of just hope that the 42 days is over quickly. And that there's probably going to be some times of, 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 of good memories and maybe some difficult times, probably some sad times, some hopeful times. And so what we have done for the past 10 years now, on the Sunday before Thanksgiving here at Highland, we slow the pace. And we don't just rush through communion and just try to get to the other side of, of the gathering but we want to peacefully, in a slow manner, just remember once again that God loves us deeply through Christ Jesus. And just to kind of breathe in and breathe out in that and rest in the work that has already been done for you. If you have your Bible with you, a copy of God's Word, would you turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, a really familiar place to land when we take communion or when a church takes communion. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we'll begin in verse 23. I just want to see a few things in here just to kind of set our hearts in the right place, set our affections in the right place today, our mind's attention in the right place. So before the, the starting gun fires for the next 42 days, we want to restfully take communion together today. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, this is Paul writing as he was carried along by the Holy Spirit to the church in Corinth, just as the Holy Spirit is speaking to the church today. So just understand that these words are alive for us as we read them. Paul says, For I received from the Lord what I also deliver, or your Bible might say pass along to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. A couple of things I want to bring out of this passage as we prepare our hearts for communion together today. First of all, we remember Christ's body and blood and his cross. Now we do remember 
his death, but specifically, Paul reminds us here to remember his body, just as Christ has asked for us to remember his body, meaning his sacrifice that we remember today by the bread, and to remember his blood. That, that was the currency that paid for our sin and the penalty of our sin. We're going to remember that today by the cup. So we remember the cross as well today. We remember the location of our salvation. At the very essence of communion, we remember. That's what it says here in verse 24, the word remembrance. While we see the same word in verse 25, remembrance. We remember together today that God became a man for us. We remember today that he suffered and died as a man. We remember today his body that was given for us, his blood that was shed for us. We remember together today the price of the sacrifice that covered us and freed us and forgave us. So let's deliberately direct our thoughts back 2,000 years to Christ's body being given, his blood being shed on a cross. Secondly, let's pull this out of the passage here. We consider our sin, yes, but also God's gracious forgiveness. Uh, Paul reminds us here that this is a, a new way, a new covenant. And in that new covenant, we become new people. And, and so today, there's only one posture in which we can approach the table, and that's humility. When you consider the cross of Christ, there is zero room for pride in this room today. Or arrogance in our hearts today. Examine yourself. That's what Paul will say later on in this passage in, in 1 Corinthians 11. In other words, lay your hearts before him. Lay your life before him. Uh, lay all of your desires, all of your actions, your entirety before a holy God. And Highland, don't skip over this. Honestly, this is the most vulnerable part of communion. You need to consider your sin. I need to consider my sin. Teenagers, students, moms, dads, single adults, kids, don't take this supper lightly. I urge you not to sit there and think, this is just one more religious ritual I need to go through on a Sunday morning. Please don't approach the Lord's table today in that, in that manner. Instead, reflect honestly on every area of your life. And here's the beauty. When we reflect on our sin, our rebellion, we also have to reflect on God's forgiveness. Remember, as you're reflecting on your sin, you're doing so underneath the God who loves you dearly and even paid the ultimate sacrifice in sending his son for that forgiveness to be complete. So remember, we're reflecting on our sin before a God who loves us, who sent his son for us, to pay the price for us, to cover our sins, not just to cover our sins, but to cover the penalty of our sins. So the picture here in the Lord's Supper is Jesus saying, I've, I've covered your sin. Yes, your sin is great. My sin is great. God's grace is greater still. Thirdly, we renew our commitment to Christ and to each other and to his mission. What is the mission of Christ? The glory of God around the earth, distributed through the gospel. So when we take the Lord's Supper, we re-surrender 
our lives to God. As we take the bread and drink of the cup here shortly, we're re-surrendering ourselves to God. When you take that bread and that cup, you're saying, Jesus, I belong to you. You're my Savior. You are my Lord. I will follow you anywhere. But, but the communion, the Lord's Supper, is not just vertical. It's not just our sin before God, God's grace toward us. All throughout Scripture, anytime we read about communion, there's always an element of the horizontal, like the people around you. As we take communion, we're recommitting ourselves to one another, to love one another, encourage one another, spur one another on toward good works. Uh, we, we see this here, if you will, in, in verse 23. Paul references the first Lord's Supper. The, the first time that they gathered, it was a gathering of of disciples. A lot of you probably know this. This is not the 10 o'clock service. This is the 10 o'clock gathering. We gather as, as disciples, just like the disciples gathered around, around Jesus. That very first Lord's Supper that Paul references here in verse 23 was a time of fellowship. It was a time of foot washing. It was a time of encouraging one another, being with one another, being together. Remember, it was there that Jesus looked to his people and said in John chapter 15, love one another just as I have loved you. So in a few moments, as we take this bread, we drink of this cup, we're recommitting ourselves to Jesus, yes, but also, don't miss this, to one another. Fourthly, will we celebrate that Jesus has set us free, and here's the hope, and Jesus is coming again. We don't just think about our sin and, and walk out of here today engrossed in how horrible our sin is or how horrible even we have been. Who the Lord's Supper is, it's you and I feasting on the forgiveness of God. It's feasting on this freedom that he has given to us. Again, covering our sin and the penalty of all of our sins. That leads our hearts to rejoice. This should be the happiest meal we eat all week long. Because we're remembering that we're free in Jesus and that Jesus is coming. We do all this until when? Until verse 26? Until he comes. Until Jesus comes. And he is coming again. We're looking forward to that day when Jesus will return for his people and the next time we will drink that cup with him in the kingdom forever. That is huge. Oh, Highland, feel the significance of communion. This is not ritual. It's not just something we're supposed to do. This is a reminder of the great grace of God feasting on the freedom that he has purchased for us.